morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the EFG Daily Commute. My name is Stephen Dutzman. I am your host, and I am also the founder of EngageFamilyGaming.com. That is a website on the Internet where parents like myself and my co-hosts come together to give everyone the information they need to get their family game on today. Also, well, this also happens to be my ride to work. So a funny thing happened yesterday. A company called uh, Crema Games out of Spain released a new PC MMO um, that is essentially Pokemon. Like, it's Pokemon. It's called Temtem, T-E-M-T-E-M. And if you doubt me, which is fair, uh, head on over to playtemtem.com and watch it, and you're going to be like, wow, Steve, that's Pokemon. So, um, So it is distinct from Pokemon, but you play as a plucky adventurer who is uh, adventuring around these skybound islands in Omnesia, and you find monsters that you capture in cards that are called Temtem. They have types. The types have strengths and weaknesses against other types and you build a team, and then you battle. And then so you go through a plot, and there's a story, which apparently, according to their website, they, ref- they use the term lengthy quite frequently. Then eventually um, they say that the battle system is designed for PvP. Specifically, and we'll, we'll get into some of the specifics, but they said multiple times throughout a lot of their press materials, etc., that it is the battle system is designed for what would amount to relatively deep PvP gameplay, which sounds great to me. Now, um, it is currently available on PC. It costs $35 on Steam, and I'm sure you can, it's being published by the uh, by Humble Bundle, um, which is actually just Humble, Humble, Humble Publishing. However, um, so I'm sure you'll be able to buy it through the Humble Store also. It, to my knowledge, doesn't have a subscription fee, although I am fairly certain that there will be cosmetics and things like that. Uh, we're definitely going to be buy, you know, buying this game. I requested a code, but even if they don't give it to us, I'm going to be uh, picking this up. Just because the, the big story here is that this game is eventually slated to come to, according to their website, not only PC, but also Xbox, PS4, and Switch. The big key meaning, that means that Xbox and PS4 players will finally have a Pokemon-ish game that they'll be able to play. So I'm curious to see how Temtem will stack up. So, listen, when I say that it strikes me as very similar to Pokemon, I'm not joking. To the point where you play, you pick a character... And when you pick, you know, after you design your character, you start, you pick one of three starter Temtems. Like, no joke, it it follows the Pokemon formula. Now, is the Pokemon company, is this a potential legal challenge just waiting to happen? Uh, yeah. Um, but I, I feel kind of safe. It, it feels like it wouldn't have gotten to this far if... Um, if someone wasn't pretty confident. You also can't copyright, like, gameplay mechanics, really. So it's it's really tough. This is going to be an interesting story to watch. In the meantime, though, um, 
Temtem looks pretty cool. The opening the opening cinematic kind of makes me want to watch a cartoon in this world. The monster designs are pretty interesting, albeit they look like Pokemon. Um, but you know what? More Pokemon designs seems cool to me. One of the things that I always that I have thought um, is that Pokemon is kind of hamstrung by the the fact that their systems are in place and have been there for, you know, 20 plus years, right? Whereas these guys don't have those same restrictions. So they had an opportunity to kind of scramble things up outside of just adding a new gimmick every game and adding, um, you know, like a new type every once in a while. And even then they really can't add new singular types very often because it's incredibly complicated. Uh, because of all the balancing. These guys get to throw things right out the window, so there's things like mental type, and uh, which admittedly that's very similar to psychic type, but whatever. Uh, but they have a crystal type and things like that. So very interested to see how it all works out. Now, this is an MMO, meaning where in the, the, the wild zones in Pokemon Sword and Shield, you can interact with other players. This game um, is an MMO, meaning there will be many, many players out there, obviously, assuming that it is popular. That's a different experience than kind of grouping up in drop-in, drop-out co-op play, which I think is potentially very cool. That is something that has been missing from Pokemon. Um, but the thing that I really think is interesting is their PvP combat system. Essentially, you pick a team of ten Pokemon, so as opposed to six you have a team of 10, and then your opponent um, and you go through uh, whenever you start a fight with a pick and a ban phase. Now, if you're not familiar with, like, League of Legends or Dota or Smite, um, essentially, picks and bans are, uh, you are, it's, it's the beginning part of a game that really kind of sets the tone for a lot of these multiplayer battle arena games. Most notably because, let's say there are, you know, 100 characters, right? And you are really good with five of them. And maybe there's one that is just a particularly really good Pokemon or, you know, character. Let's not say Pokemon, but character for you. And it combos well with the rest of your team. They might spend their very first pick banning that character. So that means you can't play as what would be your main. What that means is everybody has to have more than one character that they're good at. And they have to um, kind of think on the fly while their opponent blocks some of their best stuff. Now, does that mean that, that sometimes you're just not going to be able to use your favorite guy? Yes. In fact, that means that in a lot of cases, especially if your favorite guy is incredibly powerful, they're just going to ban it all the time. Um, but that's part of the challenge. It also forces you to have a pretty diverse team because that means you have to deal with the fact that your opponent is 100% going to be able to ban a certain number of uh, characters. So we don't know exactly how it all works out, but like a pick and a ban phase at the beginning of a Pokemon battle would be super interesting, um, and that's essentially what this is doing. Um, the, the game launched yesterday, and uh, no one could get in, uh, which is a good sign for them, right? Like, as frustrated as I am sure the staff is, and as as their uh, player bases for just not being able to play that happens on the beginning and launch days for MMOs quite frequently. Um, they have to be somewhat encouraged by the fact that 
the game was popular enough that they had server issues. Um, I know I would be. Um, you know, when I was researching to get ready to publish this podcast, or really record this podcast, I, I went and looked at their Twitter, and three hours ago, which would be 4 a.m.-ish Eastern Standard Time, which, you know, is, uh, I mean, they're in Spain, so I'm not even sure what that is, obviously a little farther, or a little earlier, I think, um, is... The, they said, okay, we got to go to sleep. We think we did everything and stabilized the game. Uh, so they were working probably all day from the time it launched until uh, bedtime. And they were obviously exhausted because they put out a ton of tweets. There was a lot of really great information coming out of their Twitter account, regular updates. They clearly had all hands on deck. And it, this is a that's a good thing. This is, a, this is for a game, an online game like that, to have that kind of a launch is actually a good thing in my estimation. It means that there are a lot of people interested. Now, will people stick around? I don't know. Um, I'm glad that I missed the first day. It would have been kind of a big waste of time for us. However, I'm definitely going to take a look at it. Um, Pokemon needs competition. That is one thing that I think is of value here. Pokemon hasn't had any real competition in its monster-catching genre. Can we call that a genre? I don't know. It hasn't really had any strong competition for a while. And I think that there is something to be said about having another competitor that kind of makes them push the envelope, makes them try a little bit more. Um, I know that they are putting an effort, and I'm not one of those people, but I know the people that make Madden work very hard. And I know that they would benefit from a competitor also, or at least we as players would benefit from a uh, from more competition. So um, be on the lookout. We're going to be you know picking this game up soon and uh, putting it through its paces so that we can figure out what this game is about. Probably you know record some podcasts and post some videos. Very interested to see where this game goes and if it has any longevity. So we'll be interested to find that out. Um, what you guys can do, uh, watch the trailers, take a look at it. I'd love to hear what questions you all have because what questions you have, those are the answers that I'm going to go get. So um, uh, I'm going to let you guys go now and uh, keep on driving into work. Looks like there's some traffic up ahead. So uh, I will be back soon. And until next time, don't forget to get your family game on. Bye now.